Alrighty, everybody. Now, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we actually have our very first guest in our new studio here. Welcome. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself for the people? For sure. I am Arielle, and I'm from Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. Go Bills. Bills Mafia. Other okay. side of the country. So let me tell you this really quickly. The Bills Mafia are insane. Have yes, you seen the things that they, they, they do? Fans. No, bro. Amazing. Not only that, but they're the ones like, that jump on tables. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's the Bills Mafia. I've seen this like a million times. Yeah. <laughs> they like jump on tables, throw ketchup and mustard. All right. So before Are you we familiar with Barstool Sports? Yes, of okay, course. They go to the Bills tailgate. Yeah, just, just for to that. get some footage. <laughs> that's well, that's that's where I see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's where I see all of <laughs> So, be honest, have you ever been a part of a Bills? Oh tailgate? my God, yes. Okay, it's in my blood, first of all. Really, but this winter I went home. Nice. To, yeah, I always go home for winter yeah. for Christmas and stuff. And I went. I was in Pittsburgh. I went to that tailgate. Yeah. And then I went to, and then I w- there was the playoff game. But I watched that at home. But everybody, it's crazy. Like, you walk down the, the bar strip, yeah. and everybody, you'll know. You don't even have to watch the game. You know when there's a touchdown. Everyone's going Damn. crazy. Sundays are dedicated to the Buffalo Bills during season. That's so dope, man. That, that is, is so dope. That's a hardcore fan. Right yeah, there. that's a hardcore I mean, fan. us, as patriots. That's yeah. <laughs> People, you typically hate us, man. I would like to say they that the first time us. they meet me, because but look at that. You see the reception we go, we're getting? What we do is, I don't know if you're in Pacific Beach. Of course. So, there's a bar. Yeah, the yeah, the Bill Zegger bar. I'm very no, familiar. No, 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 no. We're talking about real bar here. <laughs> We're talking about PB Cantina. This is a Patriots PB. bar we typically uh, go out to. Your backer bar. Uh, bathroom bar, yeah. So it gets crazy there, too. I'm pretty sure it's not Bill's crazy, yeah. but have you ever jumped on a table? No. Uh, okay, do you plan to I jump don't. on a table? Okay. I think that... <laughs> That's... I will be there cheering everyone on, yeah. but what I, what I will do yeah. is... They call me the Iron Thumb at the tailgates <laughs> because... <laughs> I love where this is going already. <laughs> because I do this trick that I learned from rock climbers called man timing. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a sexist name. We can work on that later. <laughs> but what it is, is you take a can. If you have one, I can demonstrate. I think all we have is glass bottles okay, right now. <laughs> you take a can, you hold it hold, up. Hold up. You hold it upright. I think it's a Budweiser. Oh, no. You hold it upright and... You, there's a little tiny air bubble, and uh-huh. if the can isn't shaken, you can't be shaken or foamy. You slowly tip it till it's like directly vert or horizontal, okay, and then pierce your thumb through it at the base of the can to shotgun it, and then you shotgun of it. Of course, yeah. of course. So I walked That's... up at the last tailgate I was at to a shotgun circle, and I was like, well, "Everybody wait! Everybody wait! <laughs> Give me your cans!" And I was like, one "The after iron the thumb is here! The iron thumb the is famous here!" Famous iron thumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dope. That's so dope. Uh, so, real, you were born up in Buffalo, New York, obviously. Um, but what brought you out of San Diego? I, I mean, obviously, we're here. Too. Yes. Um, so I, I met. A guy in Buffalo, New York. Of course. And we started dating. Okay. And I, oh, he rode his bicycle across the country from Florida to San Diego. Okay, so are we talking bicycle, bicycle, like cling, cling, cling? Or, (laughs) oh, wow, really? (laughs) Like a touring bike, but not a motorcycle. Was he trying to do a World Guinness record? No, like a lot of people do it. It's just, it's something that him and his buddy wanted to do. People usually train for it, but him and his buddy were like, getting wasted while going like they just had a fun time yeah like how long did how long did it take them it took them two months that's two. insane mm-hmm. that's insane all right so you I met would, this guy I would do that to vegas that wouldn't be bad at yeah, all, that be bad. but i do like out. a forest gump like, like i'd run, run to vegas <laughs> but then l- imagine how you're gonna get there bro like all sweaty all, all tired desert. I mean, yeah you gotta plan it out though i'd have a car follow me probably <laughs> with hydration like, I, think, <laughs> I think you gotta plan this out a little bit more you know what let's just go right now Let's start running. Um, so you met this guy who was trying to uh, he, travel okay, so over he, here with his bike. He rode his bike cross country. So I flew to San Diego to visit him. Okay. And we we had a great time here. We went to Joshua Tree, and that was the first time I ever oh, saw awesome. people climbing yeah. and living in their vans. And I was, I was like, that's really cool. And then we went to Hawaii. We lived there for a couple months. I heard Hawaii is beautiful. Uh, the best. <laughs> I, I have yet to go visit. I'm so. gonna take face uh, or no hands to the face as like yes, it is beautiful. <laughs> uh, Google pictures. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I want to be there, but one day. So one so, day, okay. So anyway, we get back home to Buffalo, New York, and without even talking, we're just packing. Like we know that we're moving. Wow. And okay. he had done some some um, 
was he wanted to be in the cannabis industry in a legal way. Yeah. And so this was a good opportunity to California. He, California was going to is cannabis not legal in Buffalo. It is or medicinally, but not recreationally. I think the only states is Colorado, Colorado and us. No, I'm pretty sure there's a little bit there more. There has to be more. Yeah, I think there sure. was like three or four Nevada. more. I'm pretty sure it's le- you. I mean, I don't. Oh, actually, yeah, Nevada just actually became. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Las Vegas. I remember Oregon that. Oregon is legal. Yeah, there's there's a couple more places now, but Colorado was the first one. Then Everyone's California. I didn't know. Well, I mean, New York is very kind of strict with that kind of stuff, right? I feel like New York and California kind of go with the same rhythm of like politics. Yeah, I, but um, but so I think that New York is going to legalize recreationally soon. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's going to be legal I all think over it's the gonna, place. Yeah, soon. I was going to say yeah. the same because, <laughs> because now, like you told me, even Major League Baseball has legalized yeah. it. They're, well, not before, com- they're not going to test anymore. Yeah, they right? just won't test for it. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I wonder if mainstream jobs will stop testing for it also. I know a lot of places have actually no. stopped completely testing for it. I think the whole narrative around it is changing, you know, and I think it's, it's obviously good because... I don't know. People have called it the gateway drug for such a long time. And it's like, be honest, it's not. All right. Um, there's never been a report of anybody overdosing or marijuana. Do they do some crazy stuff and eat a bunch okay, of food? Of course. Uh, but that's a, a whole street. different story. <laughs> this podcast turning into like the Tread and Reagan. Right. <laughs> Bob Marley starts that's playing in the back immediately. Bob Marley on right now. Bob Marley. Um, so he wanted to get uh, into the cannabis industry out here in California. So is that the big reason why you guys decided to come over? Right. Yeah. So, awesome. so we did. We ended up, but we... I wanted to make a trip out of it and I wanted to travel the country. Yeah. And so my, my kind of boundary or demand or whatever you could call it was if we get a van and live in it and travel the country, then I'll move to California. Okay. Cause he already had a job out here, but I didn't really know why I was coming out here yeah. besides following him. And I wanted these boundaries. I'm not following a man. I'm, like, I'm following my dreams yes. and inside a van. <laughs> hey, smart girl, smart so girl. Got a van. I we love it. Damn thing. And then it lasted about two months of traveling the country. And then we wow. got out here and I lived in Ocean Beach for about a year. That's so dope. I, Wait, so did I you was just there. In Ocean Beach? Ago. Oh, yeah, you were. My two favorite restaurants. <laughs> uh, what are they? Ocean Beach Grill. Oh, I don't know that one. By the, by the beach. And then Wonderland. I've never been to either or. All I know is Pizza Port. Cause I'm and Pizza, Pizza Port. I just, I just went. And we won't. Pizza Port we, That's so how it started. <laughs> Shut up, Pizza Port. <laughs> Pizza Port wants to send me some slices. I'm not going to stop. Them. Shut up, Pizza Port. Um, so on your way out here uh, traveling the United States, do you guys stop all over the place? Yes, but it wasn't really enough for me. Like, okay. it, that's what led me to move back into the van and do my own solo journey for the last year. Wow, yeah. okay. So that's awesome. we did it and it was a taste, but I knew I needed so much more of yeah. it. And it was about, we went to... Um, we couldn't really even leave Colorado. Colorado was so amazing. And if I did it, if we didn't move here, we probably would have moved there. Okay. And then, um, so yeah, we lived at the beach and had a great year and like some year and a half there. But, um, when our relationship eventually ended, I moved in, back into the van mm-hmm. and I didn't really know exactly what I was doing, yeah. but I, I knew partially that I wanted to become a climber. Okay. Because every the whole time we lived in San Diego, I would go to Joshua Tree, and I just looked at the climbers as these amazing. I respected them so much. <laughs> that was it, your inspiration, in other words. Oh yeah. That okay. Was just like they I lived in their this. van. They had this. They, I mean, Joshua Tree. The places they get to go with climbing are so beautiful. Yeah. And their life is so, um, you know. They value what's important to me also. So I, and it's it. just seeing their, like your values just kind of matched in very well yeah. with the type of people that were doing it mm-hmm. on there. Um, where did it come from? I mean, were have, have you always been a fan of like rock climbing or was it just something that came to sorts now that you were out here in ocean beach? It's funny. Cause the first time I went to J tree, I went with friends who weren't climbers Got and it. you see these like, really fit people walking around with all this all metal this gear, around yeah, them. Yeah, and I was like, what are they doing? This is exactly why I never go to work it, out. <laughs> it scares me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or go to pools. <laughs> no, yeah, but I've seen, I've seen like, well, not just that, but I, I've also studied like, I don't know if you've seen, not, they're not uh, parachuters. They kind of look like bats. Yeah, the squirrel suits. Yes. What the fuck? So there's also another sport. And I, I've, I've read about them, too. 
I mean, because you could die, bro. Like, that's, like, easily, easily. Super easy. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me there's, like, people with flying squirrels costumes just jumping off cliffs? Is that <laughs> yeah. what I'm hearing? Yeah. That's, and this is a sport? This is a sport. Legitly. And I even saw a video one time because I was like, I was like, damn, like, I've never seen this before. What kind of videos do they you look watch? They look like bats, bro. <laughs> they look like bats. No, they're people that look like bats, but That's they insane. have parachutes. Okay. But, I mean, the way, the speed that they go in, yeah. it's ridiculously fast. So, one, I, I heard, uh, this is insane. I never saw it. It was one guy that started everything. And uh, they made an interview with him. And they were like, hey, like, you know, one of your friends died recently doing what? this. So, they went by uh, the Golden Gate Bridge and he hit the Golden Gate Bridge. Insane. Yeah, so it, it was like I'm like, dude, like what you know what got them into this? Like, like I love it so much. When I was a kid, he's like I, I saw like you know flying squirrels. Flying squirrels, <laughs> like I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Yeah. And uh he's like, That's how oh, I got the No, 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 for real. Like that's <laughs> oh. this is how I started. Oh, and wow. not just that, but he was like, I also saw birds and things like he's like, This is I wanted to do that myself. That but sense. I mean, he's successful to the point where like Red Bull sponsors him. Like a lot of big companies sponsor him because he's famous. Yeah, right? it makes I'm gonna sense. send you the I'm gonna send you guys a video later. Okay. But um but they, they interviewed him, he was like, You saw one of your friends die, like what makes you still keep going? He's like, dude, I love this so much. Like if I die like that, like, I have no problem. I'm like Yeah. I think there's yeah. a lot of people who think uh, that way. Like if if you there's obviously everybody's gonna come out to, to pass away, right? Um, which is kinda hard for some people to to realize. Yeah. But if you go away um, doing what you love. Exactly, then it's then it's cool. Um Hopefully you don't pass away. <laughs> I don't know why oh we even God. came up to the subject. I'm so sorry. To be honest, it's really safe. But going back to the squirrel suit base jumping yeah. thing, I had friends who were hiking in this mountain in China, yeah. and Red Bull was there filming somebody base oh, jumping. Oh wow! Probably that guy. And <laughs> no, some and he he jumped and like he hit the mountain and died right there, and oh then Red Bull God. left like left because they had to go film another base jumper. Or Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, it's those are the risks, though. I mean, imagine they sign a contract like, "Hey, if something happens to you, that's 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 your you. liability." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you are sponsored by Red Bull. That's fucking crazy. I wouldn't do it. No, yeah, thank you. I can stay on the floor. Um, I'm I mean, perfectly that's, fine. That's next level. That's beyond. Yeah, me. that's that's insane. Um, anyway, back to rock. <laughs> so rock these, timing. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, bro! You even got me thinking of like flying squirrels and stuff and people passing away. That that, that took a quick turn, real quick. <laughs> Um, so you said that the values really kind of incorporated to what you were wanting to do. You started seeing them. So one day were you just like, fuck it, I'm going to go and start doing this. Yeah, it was probably the most vulnerable thing I had ever done. Okay. I could probably count on two hands how many times I had climbed before and I knew I loved it. I knew I loved it so much and I knew that there was this community and culture there and it exists and all I have to do is go join them. So it's kind of like the tall tale of like running off and joining the circus. Like I ran off and joined the climbers. (laughs) (laughs) And I I feel very, very blessed because uh, the first place I went to was Joshua Tree and I pull in at night and I thought, naive me, I thought I was going to get a campsite in the most competitive (laughs) climber campground that there is, Hidden Valley. And I pull in, it's like 10 p.m. Yep. And... Everything's full. Oh, everything's full. I don't know anybody there. (laughs) My dog goes running out of the van into the night. Coyotes on the road. Oh, no. Yeah, right? I was like, Layla, Layla, calling her. And then this tall, dark, handsome man comes over with Layla. I was like, is this your dog? It was, yep. like a, it was like a story out of a movie, (laughs) a scene out of a movie just playing in front of you. Okay. He goes... Um, what do you, you know, are you looking for a campsite? I said, yes. We ended up spending the next three months together. He was my climbing mentor. Wow. We lived at the park. He had a community already. I got to, I was so taken care of. Wow. And I got, I learned so much under his direction and also the level he was climbing at. Yeah. He was the perfect leader for me as the follower to get my crash course in traditional crack climbing. I feel, that, that sounds like the law of attraction. You wanted something, you were looking for something, and the universe gave it to you. Exactly. Yeah. That's so insane. That's so Crazy, cool. Right? Oh, yeah. shout out to Layla for like jumping out of the car <laughs> and getting found by this handsome Nike, tall man. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's super awesome. That's 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 so dope. And how long have you been doing it now? It's been a year. Okay. What is the craziest story you have while rock climbing? Yeah. Because by the way, when I think of rock climbing, I think of like those 
carnival rock climbing. So you know, those like those are the ones I've done. Rocks. The, the ones you're talking about, those are the ones I can I've, do that. Like bouldering, sort of. Well, it's not that easy because the de- the next day I was dead. Really? Yeah. No, like I'm talking about was... like. Have you ever been to like a carnival where they have like fake rocks? Oh, and you just climb oh yeah, walls? like a plastic rock wall. Yeah. Okay. That's what I think of rock climbing. Mm-hmm. I did the one that's in. Um, but you're talking about like rock rock climbing, like, like real like, rock, like climbing. off cliffs like and granite. stuff. Granite. That's insane. I've done <laughs> the one that's. Well, <laughs> I, I do. I've done the one that's. Where is it? Uh, Pacific Highway. That's where it's at. I have no. There's idea. like rock climbing there. It's okay. Like, it's by Mission Beach. Okay. I don't know if you've been there. It's a gym? It's like a gym type of thing, and they have actual rock climbing. So I did... Oh, Balboa Park? Not Balboa. Um, no. Belmont Park? How they have that wall? I know Belmont. No, no, has it's one an there. actual place for rock climbing. Oh, Mesa like, Rim. I, vertical hold. I think so, because I see... <laughs> she just starts naming so, every other one that she does. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, I the third one. <laughs> the thing is, I knew... Like, well, I was like, I'm just going to do it because I like training things all the time. But I saw professionals that are training. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay, these dudes are for real. Like, I'm talking like six packs. Like, like, it's a full body workout. So, you know, and I was like over here first time and, you know, having trouble climbing. But when when it was done, the next day I was so sore. Mm -hmm. Like, ridiculously sore. Like, never before. And don't let them fool you. Those guys can party. Like, they they smoke so much weed. They definitely drink. I mean, they taught me how to be an iron thumb. Oh, is that where you that's, learned it from? That's where, you, that's where she got trained. Yeah. Learned the ways. It's crazy. She she was born into the Bills Mafia, but taught by the California cliff and rock climbers. Yeah. How dope is that, bro? Sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> I have a right uh, so your craziest rock uh, experience, okay. which one would it be? Oh, man. All right. Well, there was one time. Mm-hmm. I had to leave early. It was I was in Joshua Tree. And it was the only time where I had anything on my schedule for the months that I had lived there. Okay. And it was a phone call, and it was a potential job I was thinking of taking in San Diego. And I'm on this, I'm, the approach is mm-hmm. like the hike to get to the base of the climbs that you're going to do for okay. that day. Yeah. So the approach for this climb was already like a fifth class climb, which a fifth class is vertical climbing. So like hiking is like you know, if you're walking, that's first class. Yeah. Second, and, and so fifth class is vertical. Straight up. So to get to the climb, there was this really steep, intense climb just to even get to the climb. And my dog was with us, and we had to push her up to get there, and she shout just sent it. Yeah, shout <laughs> She just sent it. She's such a sender. She just sent it. She gets up. We're like, cool. We're climbing, having a great time. There's a bunch of routes up there. And then it's time for me to go get to to get this phone call. I had to repel down this mountain, hike out, hitchhike to my car, take my car, drive out of where we're camping to get service to God make a call. Damn, <laughs> it's like a trip, right? So it's time to go. I'm packing up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how is Layla gonna get down this 50 foot? climb? Yeah, it's so it's easier on the way up when we're behind her, like supporting her, but yeah. on the way down. It's just wait, a wait, 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 wait. Your dog does the climbs as well. She did a this class approach, five, a class five, like yeah. vertical up, like a five one, five two. Yeah, dogs are amazing. Dogs, yeah, Layla's amazing. How'd you guys get her down? And so, um, we built an anchor at the base of the climb, and I was so nervous about her. They were like, "Okay, just hold her, yeah. and we'll lower you." And I was so nervous yeah, I was going to drop her, and. So uncomfortable with it, I was crying. Damn. And the tall, dark, handsome man. He, <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <tall dark>. Yeah. <laughs> My climbing mentor, he um, he was like, "I'll do it." And then he held Layla, and I tied a rope around them, yeah. and we lowered them, and she made it. Oh wow! <laughs> clap, I'll clap to yes. that. I'll clap so to I that. guess it's not really about. Layla <laughs> 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 made it. Made it. <laughs> I don't know if that's the craziest, but that's the first thing. That's a crazy story. I mean, mean, a dog just climbed vertically up, and then this dark, (laughs) handsome man had to carry her all the way down while while being roped around by you. It's crazy. Another thing, what what do you think, like, let's say, I know when you're going up, do you have that, like, feeling like, I'm not going to look down? So, heights, the fear of heights is the first thing to go. So, I had a fear of heights originally, and even before I started climbing, and it after a couple climbs, I was over it immediately. And now I love heights. I really? I want my I preferred heights. climbing is tall wall climbing. Like Damn. 
I love multi-pitch. I want to be so high off the ground. <laughs> so me, for example, like That's describe so cool. that feeling because me, I love six. I love heights, right? Mm-hmm. But like six flags type of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. the most I've done. I'm not like, hey, I'm going to go to Mount Everest and, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, The feeling, okay, so once you understand the gear yeah. and the rope systems, you get really comfortable with them and knowing Confidence. when you're safe. Yeah. So rock climbing in my is it, well, not even in my opinion. It's kind of a fact. Like rock climbing is generally a safe sport. Yeah, you can push your boundaries. You can push your limits if you're a leader and you're you're um, super experienced. On or what if you're that climbing you're past your yeah. physical ability, or you're pushing your own limits, that's up to you. Okay. But at on the baseline of it, it's really safe. Yeah. So after I felt comfortable with all the gear and yeah. knew my I was safe with my own harness and everything. Heights felt great. I mean, there's. I love exposure. Yeah. Looking down and just having the whole valley open. And does that motivate you? Let's say, for example, me, I love to run. I've mm. been doing it all my life because mm. I play professional soccer too, right? I like pizza. But that's what motivates him. No, yeah. <laughs> so me, let's say when I'm running, like I'm thinking about like future goals, future things that I, future things that I want to get done, but I have music too. What do you think when you're going up? Let's say, for example, do you have music on? What what is what goes through your mind when you're doing that? That's a really good question. Yeah, because I think that the answer to this question goes along. It's transferable to many different sports and skills, and I think it's meditation. I think it's the flow state. It's that's how I would describe it or title it. But it's when your mind is completely focused on nothing else but the rhythm and flow of exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes actually when I run, which I just started getting into running, yeah. um, I don't want any music because I don't want it to interrupt my, my natural flow state. Yeah. And it's, um, so, uh, there really isn't, it, I'll get choked up if like I'll, I'll mess up or have a, not as easy of a time climbing if I'm thinking of something else, like thinking yeah. of, it's complete. It's being completely present. Yeah. So sure. it's kind of like not thinking about anything and just enjoying the moment. At the in end other words, of the way. exactly. I feel that for that, yeah, because your life is not kind of on the line. You know, it, she it's just said more, it's super safe. Dog. No, no, no. It's safe, but, but at the same the time, let's line. be real here. <laughs> it's high intensity. I mean, let's, yeah, like yeah, me, yeah. you go today. We probably die. Yeah, like, probably. <laughs> so I feel that it's more of like meditation, but staying focused at the same time, and right. that that brings you peace, right? It, yeah. Like, now that you're talking about <laughs> yeah, running. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I like, can't agree with you. I think for running, because, I mean, it's, like, because I've been doing it for so long, too. For me, I feel the same way as you do, but I have, like, music, and I'm running by the beach. Mm. Type That's of thing, you know? Like, it's it's peaceful, but it's not like, damn, my life is on the line. You know? like mm-hmm. So I feel that that's a way. You never way know, bro. What a big-ass shark comes out of the ocean and just jumps But I'm not running in the water. Uh, okay, like, that makes sense. <laughs> well, there's something really zen, right, about running on the ocean. And it's there's, there's the like, best. the waves coming in. And, like, there's movement around you, but also just such a, a beautiful scene. Exactly. And, and I feel that the best part of it is, like, when I'm done, I take my headphones off, and I just chill by the beach. Yeah, that's That's, that's the, like, the rewarding part of it, because... <laughs> For me, music like music for me keeps me going mm-hmm. in the sport, right? But going back to rock climbing, like I feel that you have to stay focused, but you have to be at peace mm-hmm. to get to where you want to go. Yeah, you know? I can see how that would be a crazy balance of having to make sure that everything you're doing is still correctly done, exactly, mm-hmm. um, but still kind of not really thinking about it and just living in the moment. Well, right? and the way I would describe it, which it is so so important, and it, this is a life lesson that I'll take with me forever that mm-hmm. rock climbing taught me is that. Um, not reacting like there is such a high intensity there's a ton of high intensity moments per climb and yeah. your heart rates up you want to freak out anxiety. there's exposure there's anxiety, anxiety. Assuming. and you yeah. have to you have to stay calm and some of crack climbing is so you shove like your limbs into the crack system and you like get and a good lock up, and yeah. then you pull yourself up like that and that's how yeah. you climb cracks that's and insane. so if you tense up and you get really nervous and you're kind of stuck you won't get out as easy. You have to relax. And so that's such a transferable skill because when adversity happens yeah. elsewhere, you need to relax and, and just um, be able to not react. Yeah, because I, th- I think a lot of the 
a lot of the bad decisions that I've made in life, at least I think it just comes out of a, a reaction. Like, you know, oh, like damn. exactly. Yeah. Like it's just it, like it's it's me reacting to the situation just happened. And then thinking back later on, I'm like, fuck, if I would have just taken a moment to like maybe relax a little bit, thought about it, I wouldn't have, you know, reacted the way I reacted. Absolutely. So and, and that, that yeah. goes back to even sports. Like we so me and him, we've known each other since we were in high school, mm-hmm. right? Um I play prof- well, I play soccer and then he plays soccer. So I was a goalkeeper, he was my backup at the time, right? But Shout out to the backups. The menta- <laughs> But he then became the starter. Thank you. So <laughs> but the mentality is like, there's times where you're nervous. And because you're nervous, you overthink. Mm-hmm. So then let's say an example, someone comes in, something that I could have easily stopped at one point became maybe a score because I was overthinking and I got anxiety. Yeah. Totally. And that hap- I feel that you're, you feel the same way about it. Like you have to just enjoy it and be there and be relaxed. Because th- when I saw these rock climbers, um, when I went to go try it, like they were super relaxed, like relaxed to the point where it was like, this guy's pro for sure. And it's it's crazy because yeah. now now that you you say that, I can actually think back to our moments of playing or my moment of playing. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, I was never relaxed. And it, I actually, I think I got, and I don't think I've ever said this to anybody, but I actually got a little bit more tensed up whenever like people were coming towards me that I would stop breathing, bro. Yeah, like that was my kind of way. Number one, that was like my one way of the, like trying to like stop yeah. everything and just focus on what was happening. That yeah. I still remember that to the day, like when people were approaching the goal, I would like you start getting anxiety, stop breathing, yeah. so that I can remember like imagine, what it is that I'm gonna and, do. And, it's crazy. And not just that. Imagine like being at another level, and now you have guys that are professionals. Yeah, right. And these guys are really good. Like For sure. when they say everyone as the professional level is really good, it's it's true. Like everyone is really good. So now. Imagine now for me there was like I have to find a better way to manage my anxiety because yeah. you're standing back and you're studying everybody, right? Yeah. You're watching everybody go as a goalkeeper, mm-hmm. right? So you you start you easily get anxiety because like oh damn what are they gonna do next, right? Yeah. Instead of just like being like a normal player, just running, you know, going after the ball for sure. That creates anxiety, and I feel like a lot of times it was like damn like I could have caught that, but because I was so tensed up, mm-hmm. I couldn't. You know, it goes back to that relaxing, man. And sometimes it is you do have to relax in order for you not to kind of, you know, tense up and avoid the situation that's in front of you. Well, and something about climbing that's really important is that you're on the route. You're on the route. You're going to get to the top. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to handle that? Are you going to make it harder for yourself? Are you going to or and you you literally have to submit and learn through experience. Yeah. And it's such a powerful lesson. And um, another thing that. I really had to work through was the performance of it. So all of your friends or people who are way better at you or better than you are at the bottom watching you. And it's kind of like a performance sport when it, in that way. And it's if like you get in your team. head, like you have to be in your a game to kind of like transpire confidence in other way. Right. Well, yeah. So you have your partner and you, you want to be efficient with them, yeah. but for the rest of the bystanders, they're just watching you, yeah. but it's really easy to get in your head to think, okay, these people are so much better than me. Yeah. I'm not good at this. I look stupid. Yeah. And then in that way you get really choked up. I think that's the problem with a lot of people though, is I, I think we don't focus enough on like what we're doing. It's always like a comparison, mm-hmm. right? We get mm-hmm. to anything and we're always comparing ourselves to, well, is there someone better than me and maybe I'm not good enough or or maybe I'm not as good as them. And it's just like, relax, just, just focus, focus on yourself. On what's right? In front of you, yeah. and then just do it. You yeah. know? But another question so once you get to the top and you have that view, yeah. right? How does that feel? <laughs> and then after that, I mean, you have to go back down. So what's the next thought after that? Like, yeah, because that's know. always my thing. Like, I don't even enjoy hiking. Cause it's like, I know it's going to take a long ass time for me to get up there. And then it's like, <laughs> now I have to get back down. Right. So, <laughs> Yeah, what is it? Like, is the view worth it? it? Is it? Okay, the view is absolutely worth it. Okay. I, I've, you know, for some people, it's the climb to get up there. I love summits. Like, I did the, I did this climb in Mount Shasta not too long ago. That was six pitches. And to even get to the base of the climb was, like, 2,000 feet of elevation. So wow. So, you know, we hiked for hours we got there and then six pitches. So it was like 800 feet of elevation of climbing, vertical climbing. And you got to the top and it was just like razor edge rock spires and, and just amazing views. And 
I I live for the summit and bringing getting down is so fun. Really? Because you repel. So oh, oh, you're just like being hoisted basically down. Is it, that it? So or are you, you like hoist falling? yourself down? So you oh. you build like so there'll be um, repel anchors into yeah. the rock, bolted into the rock, and you put your rope through it. You hook your harness onto it with a belay device or your rappel device, and then you lower yourself down. Yeah. And the first time that I did that, I cried. I was so scared. It's scary. It was so scary because you're completely um, responsible for your own life. Yep. If you let go, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> but now I think it's just the most fun. And remember she said this is the safest sport ever, right? <laughs> right. The most funny accidents the, happen from rappel mistakes. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that's crazy. Like, what better way to, like, find your own self-strength than knowing that, like, you are literally, you literally have your, your life, life in your hands mm-hmm. at that given point. Well, and I realized I I trusted other people way more than I trusted myself. So it Isn't was, that crazy? It was such a life lesson and to yeah. be empowered and, like, um, as a woman, like, taking control of, like, mechanical systems yep. and learning learning the gear and just like understanding how it works mm-hmm. was something that I wasn't necessarily taught or practiced. And now this is like a really good opportunity to take, take advantage of and, and utilize those skills that That's I awesome. didn't really have. That's completely awesome. Now, um, one of the other cool things that I heard throughout your stories is living in a van, yeah. right? How <laughs> is that? Like, tell me about the experiences that you have there. Okay, there are so many, so we have to get more specific. But <laughs> <laughs> overall, really quickly, and then we'll get a little bit deeper. Okay. Long story short, okay. it it is um, it changes based on where you are. So okay. currently living in San Diego, it's it's a different experience than living out in Mount Shasta or you know in in Yosemite. Um, but I'm, you know. It's been really awesome having my dog with me. She keeps me safe. She keeps me company. She's an amazing companion. Um, I have a Chevy Astro, so it's kind of on the smaller end. And um, luckily for the width of the van is the height of my body, so it works just enough, you know? That's awesome. Um, so, um, like, what's the difference? What What's the vibe of living here in Oceanside in a van? Uh, I, I actually feel like I see a lot of it when I go visit Oceanside. Ocean Beach? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so Oceanside, much. Ocean Beach, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because I'll judge where I sleep by if there's another van sleeping there, too. Yeah, okay. like, I look around, I'm like, oh, there's like six vans. I'm good. So we're good, yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually illegal to sleep in your van really? in San, the city of San Diego. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So luckily, my van is stealth. Um, and I try to keep it really low key and like, mm-hmm. do, you know, there's not stickers on the back or like, I don't try to make it obvious, but if a cop did come up and heard Layla barking in the middle of the night, like I would get a $280 ticket. Holy you know? shit. Now has that happened? No. Oh, Luckily, knock on, knock on wood. Yeah. Does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, well that's awesome. And, uh, what it, does your relationship with your dog mean? Cause it looks like, I mean, the fact that you take her on these rock climbings, the fact that she's willing to do it, like that must be a very strong bond that you have with Oh my god, it's so strong! I w- I said earlier today, I wish I could give her like an antidote that she would live as long as I live <laughs> forever. Because I mean, I really did luck out because her personality is just so um, so for this adventure. Mm-hmm. And if I had another dog, it w- could have really slowed me down or could have hindered what I can do. But she can hang out in the desert. She can hang out by the ocean and the mountains. She can adjust. She's so adjust. <laughs> well, she loves it. That's yeah. so awesome. She loves, she loves adventure. That's awesome. So, like, living in a van, sometimes it can be difficult, mm-hmm. and she, but, like, she doesn't chew anything or steal food, and, like... That's dope. And we're sharing this small space, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, um... So, yeah, living in a van's hard, but it's worth it. What do you think is the best part of living in a van? Well, there's no rent. Of course. Awesome. <laughs> so, the lifestyle, yeah. it's... Living in a van is, in, and climbing, they're conducive. It's, yeah. like, if you don't... I, you know, I don't necessarily have to work. I, my, my, I'm really resourceful and I know how to, I know so many hacks of how to like live life so minimally and, and be able to survive and make money on the road. And, um, so I don't have to commit to a job. Therefore I can go see the world or travel and, and do whatever I would like to do. That's insane. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, imagine being able to just. 
being free and going wherever the heck. I've always wondered that, it. like, what is that feeling like? Like, damn, like I can go here at any time. No, problem. it shocks me that so many other people feel so tethered to the life that they have built so far yeah. because it seems that it's it hinders their growth or or they're unhappy and they don't want really want to make a change. But what do you think? Why do you think that is? So I actually just left my nine to five, right? Bring it here. <laughs> but I mean, I, I always plan ahead. I have different things going on, right? It's not just like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, right. I have to have a plan and goals, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like going back to something that I saw recently, Conor McGregor. So he's like, I, I used to that have guy. A, shout out Conor McGregor. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Proper whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, he, and, and this is true, like, the mentality is like, it's not on, it's very unhealthy mm-hmm. to work a nine to five. For like, sure. Because you're doing the same thing every day for the rest of your life. Like, that, that's that's very unhealthy because we're not meant as humans we're not meant to live that life like you're supposed to go after something like you're supposed to have more that's just the way the universe works right mm-hmm. so that that was like kind of like how i felt like i even told my roommate like because he's the one that dropped off the keys for me mm-hmm. i was like dude like i feel like will smith in the pursuit of happiness right now <laughs> like it's the best one because now i can go and like go after things that i want and i'm not committed to somebody telling me what to do and how to live my life every day yeah that's basically what it feels like right but it's, I feel like it's another level of happiness. Like, But obviously, you have to have a plan, too. Yeah, I think you know? I think it depends on the type of person that you are. Obviously, there's some people who live to work, and that's really their yeah, tribe. So you know, they oh, wake yeah, up and, and want to go to work and, and I've met, continue I've met, like, to grow wherever it is that they are. Yeah. But there has to be so much freedom on, you know, being able to wake up and just go wherever it is that you want. You know? And there are, two, there are two sides to the coin. So yeah. I, at times, like, I've definitely missed consistency and I've missed uh, the feeling of home and community. And I got back to San Diego a few weeks ago and I'm so overjoyed at what I have here. My friends, my, my, um, the comfortability I have with the neighborhoods, like going to somewhere that I feel at home feels so good because the contrary, yeah, you're completely free, but Sometimes it's really nice to have uh, your setup, like have a life that you build and that you go to every day. And I agree with you. Nine to five is really exhausting and draining for a lot of people. And there's people that love. I mean, like, I'm not saying it's it's wrong, but there's people that love it. Mm -hmm. Like they go every day like, I love my job, you know, and that's awesome. I, <laughs> I mean, people. really, I can say that I love my job. <laughs> oh, honestly. Good, you know, yeah. and, and it's. Awesome. Yeah, so I feel like it's it's more of like what what makes you happy. Yeah, right. So because right. I mean I wasn't happy. Yeah, right. But there was a lot of other things with it. But, but at the same time, it was like, well, I mean, what would make me happy? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I feel I feel like you you love your job mm-hmm. and you show up. You're like, damn, I can't wait to be there. Right. Yeah. You have to have that feeling to whatever it is that you do. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So. And it could be anything. And and right now I. I really enjoying this um, resourcefulness and the opportunity to go see. The, I mean, this country is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. In California itself, I spent the entire year traveling just California alone. That's awesome. And there's so much different ecosystems yeah. and environments to go see. Um, and I know that I'm so, like how, this feeling that I have right now of appreciation for being home per se is is also going to be magnified when I have you know, when I decide to have a family or commit to a job, it's just going to make me better at doing those things that I do. You have a story to tell too. Right. And yeah. I know what I, what I like and what I want and how I feel. Yeah. And I, I have this experience. Yeah. And you're, and you're never, you will never have that regret of kind of going back or, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line being like, damn, I wish I would have done this when I was younger. Or you know? I wish I would have done more. Exactly. Yeah. Because you, you have done it, you know? Well, you, something I hear from people who are retired are, is that, oh, I, you know, I committed to this full-time job for X amount of years and I'm 65 and I get retirement now. And now I'm physically not able to do the things yeah. that I want to do. And I, and I've had that example too. <laughs> I, I met someone that um, was committed to a company for 30 years, 30 years. And I was like, I cannot wait to ask her questions. I was like, <laughs> I was like hey, like, um, obviously your retirement looks amazing, but you're pretty old now, right? What are you going to do once you retire? Well, I mean, a lot of the money is going to go to my grandkids, which is awesome. But I was like, did you get to do these things that you wanted? He's like, I, honestly, I did not. Like, a lot of those things I did not. Oh, but then again, I mean, there was paid vacation, so obviously the vacations came with it, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, 30 <laughs> years you commit to a place, you know, 
And like I said, we were talking about happiness. Like if you have, if you feel happy, by all means, there's people that are not. You know, so it's more of like, well, what makes you happy at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. And when you look back later on, like, damn, I'm glad I took that risk, or I'm glad I did that, right? Um, which my next question was going to be for you. Like, in the future, where do you see yourself? Mm, good one. Hey. So, now that you've gone through this. <laughs> something that... Uh, so right now I'm in a transitional period. There is... Um, it's climbing season now in Joshua Tree. And okay. I can see this whole thing just starting over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's another side of me that feels like I've done it. And yeah. I want to see what else is there. So I just got hired in Alaska for five months for... Wow, yeah. Alaska. Yeah, I'm not positive I'm going yet. Okay. But I... I um I was looking for guiding jobs and this guiding job is in Alaska for five months at at um, an island called Ketchikan mm-hmm. and it's um it's a, a zip lining guide so it it would be fun it's a cool way to spend the summer and I get to explore Alaska yeah. how dope would that be yeah <laughs> that's well it. congratulations thank on that you. yeah thank you if you decided to take it congrats yeah <laughs> <laughs> but but there is something about San Diego that feels so good right now mm-hmm. and that's you know another life lesson like what feels good right now because the future could change and I try not to I love planning like how you said um like I make sure I'm safe and I have yeah. my ducks in line and I never go under x amount of money financially yeah, I always exactly. make sure I'm making money but um but at the same time like I don't want to plan too much ahead because my feelings do change and so yeah. right now at this exact moment I am so happy to be here Two weeks from now, I could be living in Joshua Tree. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> who knows, right? How, how far is Joshua Tree from here? Three and a half hours. Okay. Wow. Um, and then, obviously, I'm, I'm born and raised here in San Diego, and, and so is Luis. Um, so I've always wanted to ask this question. What does San Diego mean to you coming from the outside? Because obviously, how many years did you spend in, in Buffalo, New York? I've spent 23 years. Okay, and you've been in San Diego now for... On and off for the last three years. Okay. So what does San Diego mean to you? Like, what? Wh- how would you describe the city? Hmm, okay. So my borough would be Ocean Beach, mm-hmm. which is the hippie, chill beach. <laughs> so I think that it's a little different of a taste. But San Diego, to me, I mean, I remember when I first got here, I was really inspired by the people over the age of 40. Okay. Because what I see in my hometown is alcohol abuse obesity <laughs> it's just i mean like the food's really good and the bars are really fun and yeah. it's cold so like what do we do we drink we eat and we and like we stay inside stay cozy yeah yeah but like here you see like a 70 year old with a banging body running down the beach every day the dogs <laughs> are happy the, my dog is so much happier here yeah. the ocean beach dog beach like you just see the happiest dogs. yeah have you been to the coronado dog beach no and i kind of want to go after this for sunset Try it. Okay. That's a, uh, I mean, I go there. Well, he knows me. Like, mm-hmm. I run there all the time for sunset. Oh, cool. So I go right before the sunset. I run, and then, but the dog beach is there. Oh, it makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah I want to go check that one out. Um, but so San Diego means like, it's it's very like healthy. Um, it's progressive in in like the health movements, and um, although people are transplants and they're always coming and going. Yeah. I feel that there's really good sense of community in a healthy way here. Yeah. And I, I think that's sometimes something that we lose sight on just because we're born and raised here. Mm. Um, Where we live. Exactly. You know, it's just, we, this is all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool to kind of get somebody perspective who isn't born from here and just, you know, kind of see what San Diego means to them. Yeah. Cause uh, another thing, um, I've seen people from New York that visit here, and they're like, oh, my God, everyone, everyone's so nice here. Oh, that's <laughs> Super true. nice. That's so true. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I mean, I'm used to it. Or yeah. We're used to it. But they're like, yeah, people were from New York where they're very, like, rude sometimes. You well, know? I lived in New York City. Yeah. And even comparing that to, like, the Bay Area, like San Francisco, yeah. I would talk to people on the subway in San Francisco. I will not talk to anybody in the subway in New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Keep to yourself, please. Yeah, yeah. look down, headphones on. <laughs> Even though I will say New York has some really good pizza. Oh, my God. New York yeah. pizza? It's yeah. so good. Yeah. But, like, burritos. San Diego Yeah, burritos. that's true. California burritos. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how other places don't have California burritos? No. So, it's insane. Yeah. Not like, even L.A. Really? Not even L.A. L.A. has amazing taco trucks, though. They have tacos, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's, like, a, 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 
And it's crazy to think because San Diego is so close to the border, but I think so, LA has such a big Hispanic population that the tacos are really, really good. But we go to TJ if we want like bomb tacos. Yeah, because we're like 10 minutes away from yeah. the border. Yeah, so. Yeah, we should go to TJ like right now. Yeah. T- no, wait, we, we go all the time <laughs> to eat tacos. Oh my God, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got Century. I'll be back in five minutes. It's all cool with me. Yeah. I don't have Century. But tacos, drinks, like a beer would cost $2. Like. The tacos. Here's the thing, too, though. I don't know if you've been to Tacos El Gordo. What is it? Tacos El Gordo. It's probably the best taco spot in San Diego. Is it kind of like, is it in this, near this neighborhood? Yeah. this area. And is it kind of like uh, up and coming? Like it's, no, it's no, like no. Popular it's popular on Instagram? No, you're probably thinking about Salud, the one that's right here in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Tacos no, El Gordo has been around no. for a while. Yeah. Um, so it's probably the best spot to eat tacos in San Diego. But, I mean, if we have TJ here, then we might as go to TJ. But... I mean, a taco, honestly, is like three, four bucks, right? Mm-hmm. When in TJ, it's just a dollar. Yeah. And they're across the board. It's not cheaper. Yeah. A million times better. Mm-hmm. That's true. But that's just the luxury we have of living in San Diego. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, and I'm taking my dog there to go to the vet. You know, I'm going to go. TJ? Get, yeah. I'm yeah, going to go see cheap. like an eye doctor and get some glasses. You know? Smart thing. And a that's massage. The other it's like half price massage. Yeah. I had to get a massage here not too long ago. I paid like 120 yeah. bucks. Yeah, knock it off. I was like relaxed. <laughs> oh, and then I came out and I was like, holy fuck. All the stress just came <laughs> back, bro. I was like, how the fuck does that work? What are your rents like? How much do you guys pay for rent? Well, mine is uh, like 500, which is cheap. What? Well, that's just because he li- lives with like seventeen other people no. in, in a in a one oh, bedroom yes. apartment. Yeah, it's, no, ten no, of no. us sleeping in one room. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it's a it's a four bedroom, um, and it's four of us there. But that's why it's so cheap because it's four of us, so we each pay five hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a nice place. I mean, he go- comes over all the time. Yes, sir. But um, normally, from what other people tell me, like it's average about a thousand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a one-bedroom apartment now, anything is over a 1000 bucks. Oh, definitely, yeah. especially by the beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked the other day just keeping my options open yeah. to move back here, and it, I found... She fell in love with this place. She's moving back on front. I know. <laughs> and I looked for a little... I mean, when I lived here with a partner, we split a one-bedroom, and it was totally doable. But as being single, it's like it was... I saw a little cottage for seventeen fifty. For 500 yeah. square feet. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's that's San that's Diego ridiculous. to you. It's amazing and everything, but people stay away. <laughs> like yeah. That's expensive as shit. Recently, right. I heard that a lot of people are moving towards Phoenix and, well, Arizona and Nevada now. Yeah, because it makes sense. I mean, the rent is so much cheaper, but. Yeah. And in NorCal, it's Idaho. Everyone's like moving towards yeah. Idaho. Once you're born here, though, you fall in love with this weather. Like, I'm sorry, if it's over 80 degrees, I'm burning hot. If what it's do you less guys think 60. about, this is something that uh, East Coasters ask, uh-huh. West Coasters, what do you guys think about the type of person who is born in a cold weather versus the type of person who is born out here? Honestly, I think we're more bitches out here <laughs> just because the weather is so nice. Yeah. We're so used to it. We're well, spoiled. I think like, we're yeah, spoiled. well, we're spoiled and with but people who are spoiled, they they tend to be a little bit bitchy. Like we yeah. complain a yeah. lot about like sixty degree weather. Yeah. You know, like we'll complain. We'll come out with like seventeen raincoats, <laughs> four boots. You know, and it's and like people four from boots. and people from like <laughs> Cleveland and New York are like, dog, that's grilling weather for us. Yeah. You know, um, so I think if you're born in a, like a cold climate, you 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 learn some stuff. You know, you learn how to deal with it. I definitely think we're spoiled and we're a little bit more bitches. Yeah, yeah, that's so. what East Coasters say too. Like, yeah. there's something about sh- like waking up a little extra early because you have to shovel this driveway and get the ice off your car yeah. and like. I never warm did that in my car. life. <laughs> yeah, we've never had to do that. Yeah, I can wake up and be in my car in five minutes, and I'm good to go. You know, that's Cars never a problem. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yep. it's never a problem. I here. feel that that's the difference. Like, you have that mentality where you're like, oh, it's cold. You're used to it. You know, I have to do these extra things before I go to work. But here it's just like, hey, wake up, and then you head out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a change of pace. Um, anything else that you have on there, sir? Anything, anything else that you would want to share ask? here? I do want to say one thing. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, when I first went to J-Tree and Layla ran into that guy and, like, you know, he became my mentor, I didn't know at the time that I was going to be living in J-Tree and committing to the climbing lifestyle. But, like I said, I'm really blessed. And this, this whole scenario happened where... I moved into my van, but I was chatting with a family in Pacific Beach to be a live-in nanny. And they were about to hire me. We kind of, like, talked terms. 
and I was in J Tree and I found this community and I was having so much fun. My job before that, I had to leave because I was working on IOUs because this person, she she was waiting on a loan. She had no more money, but I loved her and her business so much. And I was just working on IOUs because I wanted to support her. That's insane. And um, so after a little bit, I couldn't keep up with it anymore. And so I had to go. And so I went back to this other, not the family that I might get hired for live in, but a different family who I really didn't like working for. And so, I, you know, I was looking for another job. They were, this family's about to hire me. I was about to move into their house, me and Layla. And I go to J-Tree. I meet this community. I start climbing with them. They call me, the family. And the phone call was when I, when I had When you rappel down, down and had a drive. This <laughs> yeah. was that phone call. Got they it. They tell me that they met this woman from Mexico and oh. that she'll, you know, work a lot more for a lot less and, and you know, whatnot. And they're like, we're not sure yet, but I just want to be honest with you that this is on the table. Well, that's cool that they were honest. Oh, yeah. We have a good relationship still. And um, my old employer got her loan. And my IOU money was a lump sum all handed to me. And on the phone, I was, they ultimately went with the, the lady from Mexico, lady from Mexico. And I got all my money from my old employer and I was already in the van living in Joshua tree. So all kind of, so just and it out. all was perfect. Damn. Talk about the law of attraction. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, and this is a completely out of topic just because we're going to talk about it. Um, because it is the month of February, we we're talking about worst dates. Ooh. How you have a worst date story for us? Uh, can it involve sex or no? It, it, this is anything you <laughs> want it you to want. be. Wait, like how, have a, how? You go first. I'll go first. Okay. All oh, right, Luis, Luis got first. He knows his story already. <laughs> so, this is the spitting story. I know the story. <laughs> this, Yeah, so uh, one time I was hanging out with someone, uh-huh. right? Super cool person. But this person likes alcohol. Like, But I mean, I mean, so obviously we... We drink too, but casually, right? But I'm talking like He's Don a Julio. Don Julio shots, like just casually just sipping on them the whole time, right? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to drink it too, right? <laughs> so I was like, let's do a shot. But this person is so used to Don Julio that's doing it all their life that they drink it like water, mm-hmm. right? And they could do six, maybe even ten. No problem, right? Whoa. So I'm over here. I'm a, I'm a beginner, for Don Julio shots, right? And I take one. I was like, okay, like I'm good right now, right? <laughs> but I'm more of like, let me pace myself. I'm gonna do this, right? Five minutes later, it was like, let's do another one. So I take another one. I was like, fuck, dude, I cannot. I hope, I hope she does not tell me to do another one. <laughs> I will be can't done. Say no? I will be done. Hey, he has a problem. No, with I said no. no. I said no. Right? And then she said, "You little bitch." So then, so then, right? Another, like, 10 minutes later, I was like, dude, like, how about we just, like, have, like, a normal drink, right? And we just hang out. Like, I mean, we were hanging out anyways, but, like, let's keep it casual, right? And it was only, like, what, our second time hanging out? Probably, I would say. Probably, right? Because I text him right after, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is not for me. Like, <laughs> I was already fucked up. Like, <laughs> and so then, like, 10 minutes later, I was at, I, I was, it was me in the restaurant, right? Thank God I didn't throw up, Right? came this close mm-hmm. right super close <laughs> she was like hey let's do another shot like this is it this is the last one i was like dude i can't like i'm not gonna do it <laughs> like i straight up told her like, hey, i'm not gonna do it. like i'm not a shot shots type of person right i'm more like let's take it easy type of person you just like, yeah <laughs> well this is one though like, because it's fruity and not just that it's fruity as hell okay. yeah, I, love fruity, I love fruity shots but don julio <laughs> is like like mango shots or anything like, that's flavorful he's down like, for you're it. going to sleep yeah. right and so then this third one, like, I took it, I swear, like, I almost <laughs> threw up and the whole restaurant saw it. <laughs> the whole restaurant saw you Like, I started kind of, like, thank God, like, I kind of, like, covered up because I started, I kind of, like, gagging, but I covered myself, <laughs> right? And then the bartender was, like, even she was embarrassed me. She's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he's fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, he's fucked. And then I was like, I'm fucked. And then person that i was with it just got quiet like it just got super quiet <laughs> but see here's the crazy. thing though i did like i i did a warning i was like hey i'm not a shot type of person and i, I don't want to do this i mean at least you were honest <laughs> i was yeah i'm not gonna sit here and just be like, oh yeah i'm super down like yeah. no i was like super straightforward like hey yeah. this is what it is like you know just letting you know right now so it was a confused feeling of like damn should i be mad but then again he told me right so for like five minutes there was like 
J Balvin playing. There was a TV. <laughs> J Balvin playing, and we were just staring like. Wait, Five minutes of that awkward silence. Fucking awkward. Like, what are we gonna do right now? <laughs> right. So I was like, "Hey, do you uh, do you want to do you want to go home?" Like, <laughs> but I, see, here's the thing. I was like, "Hey, let's go get tacos first. Yeah, yeah, I'm course. super down. All right, cool. So then went to go get tacos, and then took her home. But after that, it was a no. <laughs> a solid no. Solid no. Yeah. In my part, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. This is for me anymore. Yeah, it makes I don't know sense. if it's gonna work. Yeah. So that's my story." Poor guy. Uh, before we get to uh, your story, we did have a uh, listener send a story of theirs. So I was going to read it out here for you guys. Huh? Is this live? No, this is not live. Oh. <laughs> but we, we this is recorded, but we I, I prepped out for this weekend. Oh, okay. So we send it out. So somebody did write in. Um, and somebody else said, uh, so it's not my day, but my roommate's story, which somehow involved me. But back in the day, one of my good friends and I used to rent a sweet bachelor pad in downtown. Oh, shout out to downtown. Uh, that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, he would uh, he would go on weekend dates with eHarmony or coffee meets, a bagel matches while I caved in my room while going through post divorce depression. How sad. Um, what the Shut hell is? Yeah, what the fuck is coffee meets? By the way, I have no idea. Right. I mean, like coffee like meetups. No, no, I feel like that's kind of like like Tinder, but a. Uh, but for like older but people, like the opposite, like something super casual. Yeah, I think that's what I've heard of it. All right, well, let's keep going. It says one night he brought home a girl with a little too much to drink, started to mess around in the living room. She made her way into the room while my friend was just laying there on the couch. I guess my buddy Dylan told her he had a roommate initially. She started with just small talk, asking my name, what I did for work, and what I was doing there. Then out of nowhere, she starts coming on to me, like aggressively strong. (laughs) I mean, with kissing and groping while I stood there kind of dumbfounded. Next thing you know, the... He says, next thing you know, this knife phone started to dry humping me in my third leg and pulls me into my bed while my buddy walks in and asks what the fuck we're doing. He goes, then the weirdest thing happened. They both started laughing hysterically. They started Frenching each other while she's sitting on top of me. It was like the longest 10 minutes of my life. I had to get the fuck out of there. I slithered on my way while they were still making out. Ended up grabbing my wallet and keys and bolted through the door. Luckily, I had a friend I could stay with that night. I think we had made arrangements the next day on date nights. No dating persons cannot be in the room. Pretty crazy. Crazy. That's wow. a crazy one. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh my god! I wonder if they were trying to have a threesome. Maybe the girl. Maybe like she just walked into the room, realized there's another dude there, and was like, "Fuck it, this is my chance." It sounds like it. they might have preempted it too. Yeah, yeah they planned it. He walked in, they both laughed. <laughs> yeah, and they stay all together. Exactly. <laughs> like if you start laughing and they just start making out, like that's something. More <laughs> yeah, I bet if the third guy was down, the third person was down, they would have been. Down they probably would have done it, but it looks like this guy was just very freaked out about the whole situation. Damn. I was like, let me get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Well, shout out to you, sir. Thank you so shout much for sending you. in that story. Thank uh, you. <laughs> all right. I don't have one. You don't have a worst date story? Honestly, I don't go on a lot of, like, dates that are with people that I don't really, like, feel... Like, I don't... I don't have a... T- I've never had a dating app. Okay. I've never went on a first date with somebody I met over the internet. Okay. And I feel like all the good, bad first dates are with people... <laughs> That you meet on the internet? Yeah. What about just the date that you had like back home or somebody that you were maybe dating? Whatever it is. Do you have one? A good story? My story? Yeah. Um, Like not a huge one. I mean, I went on a date once with like... Like not uh, throwing up at a restaurant? Yeah, like it was definitely not. It was definitely not throwing up on a restaurant and like, you know, five minutes of silence. Um, No. (laughs) Just staring at the TV. Just staring at the TV at your mama's. Were you like gagging too? Like no, 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 no. So after I took the shot, I was like, I was like, 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 like "Get yourself together so right loud. now! Get yourself together right now!" He had a video. I cannot time. throw up here. Like I cannot. Like in the back of my eyes, like, you cannot fucking throw up here. Yeah. Like, so, like everybody noticed that that had happened to you. People are looking, but the bartender that was there was like, "Oh fuck, I'm gonna just walk." Like that's when you know it's bad. Cause yeah. If and the I'm, bartender got to step away from what she just gave you. Like, In her I'm head, she's like, I'm not serving them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I just remembered something that happened to me. Okay. I don't think it was like an actual day, but it was definitely a weird situation. So this one time, I, uh, I was in downtown, right? I was in downtown. I ended up meeting this girl at a bar. And, uh, you know, we like started talking. By the way, I, I was already like 
I don't know, maybe like four or five shots in, six drinks in. I had plenty to drink, all right? Let's just say I had plenty to drink. And I was there with a couple of buddy, uh, like a buddy of mine. And um, this girl is next to me, and like she just starts talking to me. So it's like, cool. So I started hitting her back, right? Um, my friend kept like motioning, like, don't do this, you know? Um, <laughs> like, no, exactly. And I was already way too wasted. And I was like, all right, I'm yeah, down. So long, partner. Exactly, yeah. I was like, I'm down. Um, and she suddenly said, like, oh, I have a place here in downtown, right? She was like, do you want to come over? And I was like, for sure, right? Yeah, she was aggressive. I was like, damn, this is my lucky night. So I was like, for sure. So, like, we start walking around through downtown. Uh, I end up in, like, the sketchiest fucking, like, studio slash hostel slash hotel room. Slash R. Kelly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was, like, a weird-ass place, There's all right? a lot of other men who look like you trapped yeah. and rude. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it was, but, like, we walked up these... I remember walking up these stairs, and there was, like, six little-ass rooms, right? Um, and, like, each of these rooms didn't have a bathroom. Like, they had one shared bathroom. Um, and like she, I remember her pulling down her like bed. Um, and I was like, cool. All right. Well, this girl invited me back to her house. Like obviously something's going to happen. Right. Or back to her room. Something's going to happen. I'm going to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> My kid is going to wake up in the internet. Um, so like we start shooting the shit or whatever. And then like, I'm like trying to advance the, like the situation. And she like, is like, no, she like goes on this rant about how like, she hates the Kardashians because they, <laughs> they're like not like they have no talent and now she would be so much better to be on, um, you know, on TV. And then suddenly like she starts crying <laughs> and I'm just like, what yeah, the fuck shit. did I get myself into? Shout out to serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, it was a very weird situation and like. Uh, I don't even remember how I got back home, to be honest with you. But I just, yeah. I remember I had to, like, run out of there. Like, as soon as she started crying, I was just like, I sh this is my, right, probably my um, cue to, like, get <laughs> out of here. Yeah, I was like, I, I should probably leave. So it wasn't an actual date, uh, but it was definitely, like, a meetup that I had with somebody yeah, in downtown. Yeah, that did not go well. Yeah, no, it was and a weird situation. gave you signs? Damn. Yeah, yeah. and you didn't listen. That's yeah. Okay, I thought of something. All right, there we go. <laughs> This was a date that I went on with a guy that I met at a bar I was working at. And I just started working there, and he was another bartender. Yeah. And this is in college. And we go out. We're, we get, like, drunk before. We go out to the bars in this new town that I just moved to. And we're, <laughs> we're walking home back to my house. Yep. And there is this building that looks, like, really accessible to climb. <laughs> So you guys fucking climbed the building? So we climbed up this building, obviously. <laughs> nice. Turns out that it's the courthouse of this new town. Holy it's a, shit. It's a government building. <laughs> climbed the courthouse. So next, we're like making up out of there. Like my shoes are off. My purse is off. Like my jacket's on there. And then all of a sudden there is flashing lights. Holy shit. <laughs> So the cops are there. God damn. Of course, they're, they're like, in a freaking courthouse. <laughs> and this is a really small town. So to me, that didn't look like a courthouse. Yeah, of course. He should have told me. <laughs> Public library, if anything. So, <laughs> so I love this story. The, the cops are like on their megaphones. Get down from there. Like, come down. And I'm drunk and like no respect. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, how do you expect me to get down? <laughs> like being a brat. And he's, they're like, well, you got yourself up there. You get yourself down. And so I get down to a lower part of the building. But I didn't remember how I got up there because I was so drunk. Yeah. So I jumped down on, like, the air conditioning vent. And then by that time, his friend, the guy I went out with, his friend was at the bottom. And he and I just, he's a Marine. And I said, Marine, catch me. And I oh, jumped off shit. this thing. And this dude legit caught Call me. you. <laughs> Damn. He caught me, and I so, like it. He just took orders. <laughs> Marine, catch me! Catch me. <laughs> he <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> caught. He did. He did so we get down to the bottom, and the guy I went out with um, and I are in trouble. Yeah, and we're, they're like, I'm just being such a brat. Like, <laughs> I'm being such a brat to the cops. That's not me anymore. Yeah, and um, they put me in handcuffs. They put him in handcuffs, and they are starting to arrest us. Holy shit! The guy I'm with, I want to say his name, but we'll call him Jeff. Jeff yeah. was like. Call and then shouted out a name. He's like, call blah blah blah, call blah blah blah. Um, 
apparently his best friend from the wrestling team he was on growing up, his dad is like the boss of all of these people. Holy shit. Lucky. So, so blah, blah, blah was important. Blah, blah, blah was very important. Yeah, blah, blah was important. So blah, blah, blah shows up at the scene yeah. and was like, Devin, or <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, 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 Jeff. <laughs> What are you doing with these girls like this chick? And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. you know, <laughs> they they like un, they get us out of cuffs and we we're just like, see ya. And like the cops watch us walk away and we walked Holy to shit. home and they just had to like be OK with it. You saved was, yourself like twenty five hundred dollars after you were mouth mouthing these cops. The kicker of this is the next day I had to climb back up the fucking building because I left all my shit up there. Damn. <laughs> I love it. Did they say anything the day the oh, following I, day? I mean, it was a Sunday and so government buildings are closed. Yeah, so luckily there was nobody there. Yeah, That's I had to be pretty stealth. I didn't so tell anyone dope. I went alone. I just went uh, in and out and just did. Luckily my purse is still there. That's so dope. Government buildings, yeah. they have a way. Well, thank you so much for that. That was a dope ass fucking story. Uh, with that being said, people, I think we're going to go ahead and put a close off to this episode. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Luis, my sir, thank you so much thank for you. coming on. And everybody, thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys here next week. Enjoy your week. It's Monday, people. Have a good, a good one. one.